Hello and welcome to you all. Whether you're members, visitors locally or visitors from afar, 
We're so pleased you could join us today. The video we just shown was one put together by various members of churches from around Wales. The eagle-eyed ones of you may have spotted our very own Joe Dinsmore. Happy Ruby wedding anniversary also to Tony and Lynn. We hope you have a great day and loads of happy years to follow. And then also we have to say happy Father's Day to you all. Although some of us may not be able to get together with our fathers or our children today, we need to hang in there because soon we'll be able to. And for anyone else watching who may not have had such a good week, we just wanted to reassure you that you're doing great. Don't put yourself down or tell yourself you're failing because you aren't. We believe in you and more importantly, God does too. Yeah. He is fighting your corner and you do not need to be afraid. One of my favourite verses that I've held on to since before I was even a Christian is this one from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Hope in the Bible is our confident expectation of, of what God has promised to us all and providing us with an overwhelming strength that surrounds us with his never-ending faithfulness. So if you are struggling, lean into God and he will be your strength. So if you don't know God yet or have any questions about faith, life, maybe what your purpose in life is, where you're going, when you die, when you go, even if prayer does work, then we would encourage you to attend an online Alpha course and ask your burning questions and far more. There's sign-up forms on our website, anon.co.uk. We'd love to answer your questions and discuss faith with you, no matter where you live around the world, because we can do it via Zoom. We thought we'd take this opportunity to update you on our youth sessions. So we've got two running at the moment, one for young adults on a Tuesday evening, where we're working through a Bible study on God's good book. And we've been really enjoying all the life conversations and discussions in this group. And we really look forward to seeing everyone each week. They really encourage us and they keep us on our toes too. We've also got a youth Zoom group on a Wednesday evening, which is loads of fun. We always start off with a worship song followed by a game or two before we watch a short sermon or complete a short youth Bible study. Then we break into chat rooms to talk about what we've just heard and answer some questions been concentrating on focusing on positives around us. We've been so encouraged by some of the work they've completed on their own, ready to show us the following week. So weekly we have between 12 and 15 youth attend with us each week and that blesses us immensely. We usually finish off the session with another game, sometimes prizes are won and we get them delivered to brighten up their week. We finish with one ice bucket challenge. So many of the group have already completed this challenge, with someone new being nominated each week. But this really, as you can imagine for the youth, is the icing on the cake for every session. There's always time for the youth to catch up together, and this is an important aspect during lockdown for the youth, as it is for us. So again, please remember to keep in touch with those around you. So next we're going to move into a time of worship. Following that, we've got a message from Jubilee Church in Maidenhead. Now, we haven't spent time with Stuart and Louise Otto since our church away week, weekend, weekend, last year. <laughs> so it's great to see them again. So first, let's hand over to Jess, Charlotte, Tristan and Amy as we lift our voices in worship to God.
Hello, Aynan. Hi, Aynan. It's Stuart. And it's Louise. And uh, we're letting you know our names just in case you've forgotten us in this uh, period of lockdown. Or that we look very different because none of us have gone to hairdressers or done any of those things. Yeah, all those things. But anyway, we, we want to send you much love. We've just done a short video, or we're doing a short video just to tell you we love you. Uh, we miss yeah. you. We pray for you. And uh, Jubilee sends you much love mm -hmm. uh, as well. It's good for us to be in this together. Yeah. And... Uh, as lockdown started and uh, you know things are a bit of a roller coaster God had been speaking to Louise and I uh, this word hope uh, hope in the storm passages of scriptures um, prophetic words things like that had come to us over and over and before we shared it with Jubilee one day our doorbell rang and when we went to the door somebody had left this painting that we've uh, got on the wall behind us at our front door and they afterwards told us that they were just, they felt this, this word was a word for us. And it's just been beautiful seeing how God has brought yeah. word after word to encourage us and then also to encourage our church. So hope in the storm has been a bit of a theme for us as a church over this period of time. And the amazing thing is when we started lockdown, we had nothing on our wall and we started live streaming our services from here. Just like we're talking to you. Yeah. You're getting exactly the same yeah, so as we, what so our week one was a blank call. <laughs> always get. It was a blank call. But since then we've had the sign up that says hope. And so many people have said, yeah, Jesus is our hope in the storm. And we wanted to encourage you with a verse from Romans 15 verse 13. This is what we pray for you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What an incredible, incredible verse. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, even through the ups and the downs. So that, why? Just so that we're okay? No, so that you may overflow with hope by the power pray, of the Holy Spirit. And we pray and we trust that that supernatural Holy Spirit's mm -hmm. empowered hope would overflow out of you and into your community. Yeah. And that in this season you would be a church that would bring hope uh, into your area, into your community. God bless. Much love. Much love. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Stuart and Louise. And what a lovely message of encouragement for us all. We really can't wait to see you again in person. And we will continue to pray for you and your lovely family. So next up, we have a reading from Gareth Payne. And that's going to be followed by Phil continuing our series in Romans. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Hello everyone, today I'm going to be reading Romans chapter 8 verses 18 to 25. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, 
but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what we already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Thank you, Emily, for that reading, and hello, everyone. This week, we continue our study of Romans chapter 8. It is such a remarkable chapter. And as we've already heard over the last two weeks, Paul has told us that we are no longer condemned, but set free. We are liberated. We're born of the Spirit of God. And he tells us that we are right now in this new life of the Spirit and no, no longer ruled by our old life of sin. He encourages us that we have been adopted into his family, that we are now royalty, his children, his heirs, and we will inherit all that he has. Imagine the total estate of Almighty God is yours and is mine. And Paul very clearly confirms that we will share in God's glory, and it has already begun. Last week in verse 17, Paul introduced the theme of suffering. The understanding that we, as God's children, will share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And in verses 18 to 25 that we're looking at today, Paul develops this further. He, he recognises the battle, the conflict, the very real tension of our current circumstances that we are walking faithfully, we are moving forward, we are on the journey towards, but not yet fully arrived. Yes, we are the children of God now, but we await the full glory that God has promised us. We saw, didn't we, when we looked at the kingdom of God last year, the, the sense of the, the now, but the not yet, or I think a better description, the now and increasing. And this is integral to these verses we're looking at today. To sum up these eight verses, we would have to say that our present time is marked by sufferings because we still live in a fallen world and we are surrounded by a sinful, decaying, decaying world. But our future, what God has in store for us, will be so much more glorious as he fulfills all his promises for us and those that love him. Let's look at this in more detail. Present suffering. Paul starts in, in verse 18 by saying, for I consider. Now this word consider is not just an idle random thought. He's not just saying, oh, I think. No, the Greek word used for consider here means to, to reckon, to decide to think deeply about, to ponder. In other words, these verses are the result of Paul's very careful, God-inspired thinking about suffering. It's so important for us to think biblically about suffering, because when it comes to you or those you love, 
you will be engulfed, almost overwhelmed by powerful emotions. You will need to view them through the perspective of biblical truth so that you're not destroyed by your trials. We will, as followers of Jesus, experience his, the Lord's sufferings as well. But these verses give us the biblical perspective that we need to persevere through the suffering that we will all encounter. Paul is encouraging each of us to persevere in present sufferings with hope, keeping our eyes on the future glory that God has promised us. And we must keep this perspective. It's not just about the here and now. It's not just about this life, this world. All of this is temporary. Whatever time we have on this earth is but a, a fleeting moment compared to eternity. By keeping our eyes on eternity, the future promised glory, the glory that is permanent and everlasting, it is this that will help us to endure present suffering with perseverance and hope. You know, there is false teaching around that every Christian should be healthy and wealthy. Every Christian should have an easy life. Well, that's not biblical. We don't see that in the Bible. Paul himself suffered terribly. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul tells us of the trials that he endured, the numerous beatings, the attempts on his life, the imprisonments, the shipwrecks, the hunger, thirst, poverty, things which would have driven most of us to despair. But it's an incredible and sobering account of what Paul endured for the sake of the gospel and serving the Lord Jesus. Jesus himself was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, we read in Isaiah 53. He came to this world to suffer, to bear our sins through his own torment and death. So why should we think that somehow we will be exempt from suffering? In the sovereign purposes of God, some suffer more and some suffer less, but none of us are exempt. It's a part of living. It's a part of living in this fallen world, but God is with us in it and future glory awaits. And so we're waiting. We wait, we persevere, we keep a godly perspective in the trials and the sufferings of life, the trials of growing up, figuring out what to do with your life, perhaps marriage, perhaps children, perhaps not, working through struggles, maybe in your relationships or providing for your needs, maybe your health, maybe growing old. And yet within our spirits, we know that there is better to come. There is something more. And it's, it's not just us. Paul, in his writings, in these verses, talks of nature. The creation itself, the earth groaning as it anxiously waits for the salvation of God's people. Because that will trigger the release from corruption to which all creation has been subject since Adam and Eve fell into sin. God's judgment on Adam included a judgment on creation. And that very creation also looks forward to release and renewal. Isaiah 11 gives us a wonderful picture of what a liberated creation will look like. In the most beautiful poetic language, a vision of a restored creation where the cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together. 
and the lion will eat straw like an ox. A future where violence and death are no more. Death was not part of the original creation. And our future glory when believers receive the full redemption that God has promised in Christ. We, along with all creation, will be restored to an even greater level of glory. And yet, even though creation is fallen, it still gives us a glimpse of the majesty and the glory of the creator. It still lifts up our eyes. In Psalm 19, verse 1, the heavens are telling the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. What a great and glorious creator our God is. We should marvel and revel in his creation. And if even the fallen creation is beautiful, just think how spectacular the new heavens and the new earth will be. These verses tell us clearly that our present sufferings are relatively short compared to eternity and our eternal sharing in the glory of God. Someone once said, the, the weight of our present trials is like a, a feather on a scale, which can't compare with the tons of gold of the glory that will be revealed to us. Paul expresses these same thoughts in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16 to 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our body is decaying, yet our spirit is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Which all brings us to what awaits each of us, our future glory. And this waiting in hope will help us to endure suffering now because our future glory with God is absolutely certain. Waiting is not easy. It's frustrating. Waiting expectantly, waiting for something, knowing that it will come. It's just really hard. We all know what it is to wait for a special birthday or a party or a holiday, or maybe meeting someone we haven't seen for a long time. Our future glory God has promised it, and he cannot lie. He has promised eternal glory in his magnificent and wonderful presence, the final and full redemption of his children. And Paul uses very vivid pictures. In verse 20, he tells us that the creation is subjected to frustration in hope. In verse 22, he, he uses the analogy of birth pains. But the outcome of birth pains is the hope of new life. And even so, God is moving us and all of creation toward our future glory. And our future will be so wonderful, so amazing. It is beyond any of our wildest imaginations. None of us, not one, can understand the full glory that will be ours for eternity. We can't imagine how wonderful it will be. J.B. Phillips paraphrases verse 19 brilliantly. He says, the whole creation is on tiptoe to see the wonderful sight of the children of God coming into their own. The creation knows it, we know it. In Colossians 3 and verse 4, Paul says, When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also 
will be revealed with him in glory. Now, glory is a, is a hard concept to get our minds around, but it includes all of God's promises to bestow upon us the unfathomable riches of Christ. Ephesians 3 verse 8. We will live in the presence of God, streets of gold, gates of pearl, mansions. This is what Paul kept in mind. This is what Paul kept in his heart. Through all his sufferings, he saw future glory. And so must we. We must keep perspective in our todays and our tomorrows to live with eternity and future glory in view. You see, the future glory includes the full renewal of creation to its original perfection and purpose. The new heavens and earth will be even more glorious than the Garden of Eden was. With new glorified bodies, we will live on a new earth and enjoy God's creation as it was before sin entered this world and spoiled everything. Our future glory includes our freedom from sin. From corruption, it will bring the full redemption of our bodies. The freedom and glory of the children of God, we read of in verse 21, means freedom from sin, from sickness, decay, worry, suffering. All of these will be no more. We will then fully enjoy the privilege of being God's children. We will have come into our full inheritance, the full and complete redemption of our bodies. And today, in, in the now and the not yet, in the now and increasing, the start, the first fruits of our redemption is the indwelling Holy Spirit, giving us a taste of what it will be like to be holy as Jesus is holy. But while we still live in these fallen bodies that are prone to temptation and sin, with all of its terrible consequences. The Holy Spirit is the promise that God will not abandon us, not abandon us to our sin. The Holy Spirit is the down payment that signals that God will complete the purchase. These verses are so practical, they're so real. The encouragement to us is to keep our eyes on the future, the future promised glory, and that will help us to persevere in hope and faith in our present sufferings. If we despair, if we become anxious or depressed, if sufferings overwhelm us, if we lose hope, remind yourself of future glory, the absolute certain outcome, forever with God. In our present suffering, God speaks. He speaks his promise of future glory, keeping eternity in view and will enable us to persevere with hope in our hearts. Let's pray. Lord, help us in our weakness and in our trials. Help us in our sufferings. Lift up our hearts, O Lord. Help each of us to grow in faith and hope. Help us to grow in you. Help us to see the future glory you have prepared for us. Enable us, O oh Lord, to live with an eternal perspective, knowing, really knowing, that this life is but a moment compared to eternity in your presence and sharing in your everlasting glory. Let hope arise in our hearts, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Phil, and thank you, Emily, for your reading. 
Next, we have a video from Sarati Baptist Church in Uganda. Ian and Helen have been visiting them for over 20 years. David, who you see now, has been senior pastor of the church for the last three years. The church has had a heart for both mission and outreach. David is also the administrator at Sorority Baptist Medical Centre, one of the two outreaches of the church. The other outreach is the Sorority Child Development Centre, a compassion-funded scheme supporting over 300 vulnerable children. Pastors receive very little support from church members, often the given is in the form of produce, so they have to get their income from additional roles. Agriculture is essential for a family to survive. Once we've heard from David, we'll have another time of worship with Ben and Joe. Good morning, friends. My name is David Echao Echanu, and I would like to introduce to you my family. I'm Olivia. I'm Apollo I'm Jessica. Uh, thank you. I would like to take this opportunity to say to you that uh, being a pastor in Africa, it requires being a role model. So I do have some work that I do in the garden and uh, the church, so that I can be a person that can give people opportunity to learn and not only to hear the word, but also to see what the pastor is doing as well. So from here, we'll be showing you uh, the church, then we shall also see the work we do in the garden. So thank you so much, friends from Ainan Baptist Church. It's a pleasure to have you and uh, would like to say, may God keep us and bless us together as we serve Him. Sundays because of the COVID-19 and uh, most of our members now meet at home. So please, this church was started in 1982, it's about uh, 38 years old and uh, the people who built came from the United States and they helped us to put up this church. It has produced many branches all over of region. We have over 250 churches right now which came as a result of this church. Thank you so much for listening. Where I'm standing is the compound of Soroti Baptist Church. We are blessed with two projects. We have the project for the children ages 5 up to 22 and that is where we train the children and the church is where we preach the word. Then over here we have a medical center that was built by the support and the help from friends from UK and uh, that medical center was built in 2010. Yeah.
Thank you to everyone who participated in today's service. You are all fantastic. And thank you also to everyone joining us from wherever you are in the world. So don't forget, if you have been watching from YouTube and you have any burning questions you'd like answered and would like to know more about our Alpha course, then we'd love you to join in. Please sign up online at anan.co.uk. So we're just closing prayer. So Father God, we thank you for our time together again. We thank you that no matter where we are in the world, in the country, in our own spaces, where we are physically and emotionally, Lord, we can still come to you together as a church family. And Lord, I would just like to pray for everyone in the fellowship, Lord, no matter who they are. And Lord, especially for those people who work for the NHS or are on the front line in whatever jobs that they do, Lord. So we just ask for um, extra favour on them um, this week and moving forwards, Lord. We'd also like to pray for people in the fellowship who are vulnerable, um, th those people who are sick, Lord. And we just ask for your healing touch to everyone that needs it this week. Lord, we pray for... Our time now as we go into the season of doing Alpha, we pray that we just manage to reach loads of people and that we're doing things in your way, not in ours, Lord. Pray you watch over us as a fellowship, we watch over us as a family, as a nation, Lord, and as a world. Just walk with us and carry our load as we go through this time of coronavirus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.